Call America is a history podcast about what makes America great. I'm Carl Joseph Black, a Brooklyn native born into the cult. And I'm Lisa Charlotte, an Australian migrant who totally bought into it from afar. Each episode, we unpack the American way of life from an outsider's perspective, from the Pledge of Allegiance to American exceptionalism and more. We'll dive into the history and share our personal experiences, along with discussion of some actual cults along the way. Listen to Cult America on a Three Springs Media Network, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Brooklyn Film Show. This week's mini episode, we are reviewing episode four of Lovecraft Country, A History of Violence. And the synopsis for this week's episode reads, After Christina mysteriously shows up at her doorstep, Letty confronts Atticus about his plan to surreptitiously return to Florida. Later in search of missing pages to a crucial text, Letty, Tick, and Montrose head to Boston with Hippolyta and Diana along for the ride. Back in Chicago, a handsome stranger nurses Ruby's disappointment over a squandered job opportunity. So Jabari, what did you think of this week's episode? Um, it was a good episode. I feel like it's moving the plot along with the cult more than last episode did. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like a individual episode, because you know these these episodes tend to be very um anthological. I would say it might be my second least favorite of the show. I mean, it's still a good show. Like every episode of the show so far has been good. Mm-hmm. So you're really just judging it against itself. But I think that as far as the overall show goes so far, this is probably my second least episode, favorite episode because it was very tropey. And I don't I like a good trope, but I feel like this one was a little bit like too tropey, if that makes sense. Like it didn't use the tropes to really say anything to me deeper than what the tropes are just doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I personally kind of disagree with that opinion just yeah. because I personally enjoyed the tone of this episode. Um No, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm just and- saying like compared to itself. I wasn't my favorite. Yeah, like I personally like I really enjoyed the Indiana Jones vibe that it was giving. Um, and I was watching a video about just the show in general and kind of hearing some of the backstory on what the author was doing and how the author was trying to, you know, put black people in places that you don't normally see them. So mm-hmm. in this case in particular, it was, you know, that adventure kind of um episode and i enjoyed the adventure vibe from it um i do i do agree that this one seemed like a more of his purpose was to move the plot forward i guess more so than the last one which was a little bit more like a bottle episode although it moved the plot forward as well um but i enjoyed the fact that you're seeing that hippolyta is now trying to discover what really happened to her husband because she knows like within herself that what they're saying don't sound right like yeah and me me, or maybe like i think that's it maybe they're not lying to her outright but they're not telling her the full truth yeah um and then it'll be interesting also to see where the what is that called the solar system the um oh you mean when they went into the solar system no 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 you remember she has that solar system model oh that diagram yeah when what how that will come into play because it's definitely going to come into play later on because that's specifically what Christina went to the house to find. Yeah. Um, I mean, she wants to go, you know, find his pages and stuff too, but I think there's a key in there or something. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and how that inserts her into the world. Because I feel like 
between her going back into Boston towards the end of the episode and her having that mm-hmm. will insert her into the world. So I think one interesting thing is the way um, outside characters are now being inserted into the world. So now you have Ruby, who is with William. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so now she's a part of this world that she wasn't before, although she doesn't know it yet. Yeah, you have um, Ruby's the sister. Ruby's the sister, yeah. Yeah, she's starting to understand. They already showed in the previous and next episode that she's going to be um, getting involved in the magical aspect of it. Yeah. And then the mother, you're assuming that she's going to pick up on some of the magical aspects as well. So, yeah, they're starting to bring in more of the side characters into the story, which will be interesting to see how they react to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Especially Ruby, because she seems like she's actually going to be somewhat romantically involved with this guy. We don't know much about. We don't know his like um, morality. So, he seems like he's morally great right now. Um, he seems like he's Christina. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I think That's that he's Christina. Saying. So, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and Christina so far seems to be pretty morally great. She seems like she has an agenda that's not really like good or evil. We don't I, know what her agenda no, is. No, I think that. Well, to me, Christina just seems like an entitled person yeah. who thinks that she should have this because you know her forefathers had it, and she touches on like period. Um, related sexism of the time or whatever but at the same time she has her own agenda and the fact that she because did you notice um when she went to see letitia or letty she tried to play on her womanness Mm -hmm. um as opposed to you know like her blackness or anything obviously she's not black so she tried to appeal to her being another fellow woman kind of thing so i think that's like an interesting way to play her character where she's like trying to relate to these black women who have completely different experiences through their shared um femininity or their shared you know um experiences in certain ways but to letitia it's like we don't have that much in common yeah that much in common the idea they had the idea of like feminism and black feminism Mm -hmm. like they try to keep it separately and it's kind of like um what's the woman's name again the blonde one who? The blonde woman, blue eyes. The only blonde woman in the show. Christina. Christina, yeah. Oh. It's like Christina already showed like aspects of her own racism. So her trying to play on the um, feminism aspect of Luddy is interesting because it's like... Yeah, it's like Tommy Loren trying yeah. to play like on the feminism card where it's like you've already shown to black Be people somewhat, that you're racist, yeah. racist or somewhat racist. Um, so you trying to now appeal to me this way. I mean, and that's a, a big point of, like, I think it's an interesting conversation you can then have about, you know, feminism and stuff and how yeah. it can oftentimes be catered to opening the doors for a certain sort of women as opposed to opening the doors for all women, but you're just supposed to accept, you know, the breadcrumbs that you get in Basically. this scenario. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I thought those two were interesting points in terms of the side characters now in terms of the main <clears throat> in terms of the main um story thread with uh Montrose and Tick and Letty I think that I'm interested in who Montrose is as the character which one because is that? Montrose is the father oh, okay because you see that Montrose has a lot of issues <laughs> Um, with his alcoholism, with the, they threw up the idea he that maybe he also knows a lot more than he lets on as well. Yeah, they threw. Um, he knows a lot more than he lets on. They threw up the idea that maybe he might be gay, 
which in, I mean, I also feel like the person who told Tick that, you know, um, isn't really a reliable source, but in that time period, that might also be something that he's struggling with or whatever. So it's like, there's a lot under this. And then also the fact that his son's father might really be his brother. Um, so I feel like there's like a lot of layers to him that we don't see. And I'm interested in figuring out more because you see at the beginning of the episode, he purposefully burns the code book or, um, for the lodge members. Yeah. So he lets, he tries to not let people know what he knows because he's trying to protect or, um, keep Tick from knowing more about this, um, the son of Adam or sons of Adam. But then he knows more than he lets on and he eventually kind of yeah. gives them that I think he knows something. I think he doesn't know like a lot about it. I think he knows enough to know that there's a chance that if they pursue what they're looking for, they could lose their life. Yeah. And I think that's what he's trying to prevent right now. Like, I, I think, think so in his too. own way, he thinks he's doing good. I agree. And that's what he's trying to stop. I agree. Because um, also I think, okay, so let's go, I guess, back. So we see them in there with... Um, they're arguing at a library, which I actually really like because they kind of introduce how the episode was going to go because you had that little boy yeah. at the table reading, reading Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, and I really felt for him because if I was at a library and people was just chatting and I'm trying to read a book, I get mad too. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Especially but, since she was talking loud. Yeah. But you see that from the beginning how it's going to go. You have... Attic is trying to protect Letty from the information and Montrose. Montrose trying to protect um, Atticus from doing anything. And then Letty is like stubborn. So she's like, no, this is not just about you anymore. We're also involved now. Um, so you kind of see like how this is going to play out. And I also feel like you can see how Atticus got some of that personality from Montrose yeah. in terms of like the stubbornness, in terms of the, I'm not going to tell you information that's pertinent to you or however. Um, but when they get to Boston and they Also do your own thing. Like when he went to try to kill the um, the woman. And then at the end of the episode, we saw his father do the same thing. What woman? He didn't try to kill the woman. Yeah, uh, Addicts, when he tried to kill the blonde woman. When he tried oh, to the blonde the woman. Okay, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the... Um, like, um, I'm sure it's going to be a point of conflict next episode. But we're going to see how when Atticus tried to do it, he was like, I was just doing it to protect you. Mm-hmm. And the father's probably going to be like, I was just doing it to protect you. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But you see that they're very similar, mm-hmm. even though they do have their differences as yeah. father's son. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. Like, yeah, he tried to kill Christina without telling Letty or telling Letty that her house was actually brought by Christina, yeah. which, again, is information that, I mean, even if he doesn't know that she tried to kill him. Yeah. She needs to know that oh, this money didn't really come from your mother. It came from this woman who you've seen is involved with, like, witchcraft and all these other things. So it's kind of like you're hiding information that you choose is important. Yeah, exactly. Or not important for her to know, which is unfair. Like what she said is not only about you. Mm-hmm. She was talking about that because he thinks that, like, he has that, that cocky main character complex right now where it's yeah. like, oh, everything revolves around me because I'm the great-grandson. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're not the only person involved in this. Yeah, and I also think, like, um, I think all the characters have a bit of that, though, because the same thing happened last week with Letty and her buying the house, with her yeah. thinking it was her mother's 
will or her mother's inheritance. She didn't tell her siblings. She just yeah. kept it for herself, thinking that she was doing something good. So I feel like all of them have a bit of hiding information that is important, like need to know information. I mean, the the will thing was a little bit less need to know than, you know, the other two things. But yeah. it's still like you're supposed to share crucial information. You guys kind of just don't. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think that. Once, yeah, once they get to Boston, they start to do their Indiana Jones quest. And I think it's interesting, again, that they're using lies once again to get people to follow with what they want to do. Because when they tell the story of the knot or whatever, he said that, um, you know, it was passed down from slavery. And I trust, like, this because it was passed down from forefather to forefather, however. Yeah. And then you find out as she's going across that their family was never slave, so this truly wasn't passed down. It's a story they made up together, just, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's so, kind of messed up. Like, this is for someone's life. Mm-hmm. And telling them something that makes them comfortable, even though it's not true. Even though it's not true, yeah. But I definitely, well, I wouldn't be walking that plank anyways, because that yeah. was too risky. Um, but they get across, and then they're somehow in a portal. It's not really explained, but I feel like the assumption would just be that it's a portal, because they end up from... Boston to Chicago. Yeah, there's only option is some kind of portal to get yeah. them from Boston back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then you get um, uh, Atticus, and they find a room with a woman um, or two spirit person who is speaking. I guess the sense of language of Adam. I don't know what language it was. I thought yeah. it was Native American at first. I think I'm under the assumption it was supposed to be the language of Adam. I thought she was Native American. But I still think it was supposed to be the language of... No, I don't know. I'm just saying what made me think that it was Native American. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that she was Native American. Or indigenous to yeah. um, somewhere. Maybe that's where the, the atoms originate. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so, he understands her, though. It's kind of yeah. like a parcel song situation, like from Harry Potter, where it's like, this person understands, and everyone else is like, how can you understand that they're not speaking English yeah, kind it, of thing? It translates automatically to them. To, to him. Cause, and I'm assuming it's because he is a descendant of Braithwaite. And then you go into the fact that she's like, I don't, I don't not trust you because you are your forefather's grand, uh, great-great, however many grandson, but... I also don't, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt because yeah. the last time I did that, look what happened to me, look kind happened of. This time. Um, so they take the paper or the scroll that I'm assuming are the pages that they were looking for, and then they head back into um, Letty's house, and you find out that Brace White made the woman a siren so that she couldn't communicate on land anymore or out of that room and you you start to get the assumption that um they're going to work with her to understand the language of adam or what's really going on in terms of like the um everything and you have like a touching moment between montrose and tick and then he montrose goes in there and he kills this woman so that we mentioned that a little bit earlier, but you start to see that maybe Montrose isn't as help. Well, he wasn't really trying to be helpful in the first place, 
But it's like now he's taking his level of unhelpfulness to a level where not only is he not telling them information, he's removing the possible information that they can learn. So I wonder if it's like devious or protective. And I think that's what's going to kind of come in future episodes. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what the next episode is probably going to touch on. I'm pretty sure. I think it's protective, but we'll find out. Mm -hmm. Definitely find out. Yeah. Also, uh, one throwaway comment that they mentioned is something about time travel or a time machine or something. So I wonder if that's going to come into play and maybe like get Uncle George back or something yeah. like that. Um, or oh, maybe you remember... That was like, confusing <clears throat> enough. We talked about it all last week. <laughs> Not last week. It's going to be out on tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about time travel. Um, you remember in the trailer, they had a scene where Hippolyta was like in some ancient time period? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I wonder if that's like due to time travel or if that's something completely different. But now that they've in- introduced this concept, yeah, it's possible. it can go so many different places. So, yeah. yeah, I think each week I'm kind of like more and more interested to see where the show is eventually going to take us. And I'm kind of like going in with no expectations just because I know that I can't really expect anything from... Having seen the episode before, you never know what the next episode will be like because they keep keep it so contained with just yeah, like that general story thread going through. But I mean, so far it's been good, and um, I'm, I still look forward to it every week. So, any final thoughts? Um, I'm looking forward to this next week episode. One thing I realized is I don't know if you realized it with the um when what's her name again, blonde and blue eyes, Christina. Christina, I can't remember names in the show. Christina, when she tried to enter the um, home, and it was protected by the um, the spell, I guess, that the black woman put on last week. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting touch, because we were always told that, oh, black, old spirituality is evil, this is evil. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it was protecting them yeah. from her. So I thought that was a nice little touch that they added in, because we're literally taught to think that anything that has to do with like black spirituality from Africa is evil so it was nice to see it as a protective force in this show yeah i think that's true because yeah again you always see like hoodoo or voodoo or whatever as something that's bad and it's not inherently bad people can use it for it's neutral like bad things like anything else yeah people can use christianity for bad people can use islam for bad they can use whatever for bad it's how you use it so the inherently you know voodooism isn't bad or um that kind of spirituality isn't bad, but we're just taught it. So you're used to thinking yeah. of it that way. So I agree with you. Cause again, like even our reaction to the last episode, when she slaughtered the goat, it's kind of like, Oh, whoa, what is she doing? Yeah. When it's like, that's, you know, it might be a cultural thing exactly. for, for them. Um, so yeah. The other thing, I think I'm um, looking forward to next week's episode. I thought this one was good that it moved the plot forward. The trope in it wasn't my favorite, but I still enjoyed it a lot. It's like, Comparing your first favorite ice cream to your second favorite ice cream, like you want to enjoy the first one more, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make the second one nasty. It's still yeah. good. So I think this was still a really great episode, but it just wasn't my favorite because the show has such high standards that it's you have to almost nitpick what you don't like about it at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so that was this week's mini episode of That Brooklyn Film Show. We will be back tomorrow with a full-length episode all about time travel. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you can. Thank you and goodbye.